This podcast is presented to you by High Desert Word Center in Barstow, California. For more information, visit hdwc.org. Well, let's see here. We are going to have a good time tonight. We had, I thought this morning's service was absolutely fantastic. Uh, man, we learned about how to pray and actually get results. Because isn't it just when you pray for something and it really does happen? Amen. That's a nice thing. That's an exciting thing. And that's the whole goal of prayer right there. But listen, tonight there's something that's been stirring on the inside of me that uh, I really want to get to. And I, I've done a lot of study this week, and I've, I've talked with Brother Lemuel and, and uh, just some great stuff that I've checked out for us. But we're going to talk tonight about the name of God, the name of Jesus, the name of the Lord. We're talking about the power that is in the name. Now, let me ask you this. Do you believe there's power in the name, in the name of Jesus? Amen. Now, do you just say that because you're sitting in church and you'll, you don't want to be awkward? The only one that says, I don't believe that. Okay, you actually believe that there's power in the name of Jesus, that God's name is holy, and that that you have a massive advantage over the rest of the world because you're allowed to use his name. Do you realize the advantage? Do you realize how much better you have it than anybody else simply because of the name of Jesus? You you are a very fortunate person indeed that you have access to the power of heaven simply by using the name of Jesus. Now, too many people, they'll say, amen, I, I know that there's power in the name, brother, but they don't really get it. Because they don't take advantage of it. They don't honor the name of God. And so, as I've been praying about this and studying it and like, Lord, what way should we go with this? Listen, Lord, I've got three points tonight. They all start with R. There's this going to be, I guess, the three R's for talking about the name of the Lord. Now, I'm trying to tackle a broad topic in one night, okay? This should probably be like a ten-part series. But I'm just going to try to get as much as I can into one night. So let's see what we do here. Pay attention. And I believe that God's going to change your life through His name if you'll listen. If you'll give God a half hour of your time tonight. Who could afford to give God a half hour if it changed your life for the next 50 years? Who could give God 30, 45 minutes if it would absolutely rock your socks for the next 80 years of your existence? Yeah, I think I could do that. So the first thing I want to say about the name of the Lord tonight is this. Number one, you need to reverence it. You need to reverence it. You need to have some respect for the name of the Lord. Now, it bothers me. It really bothers me. The lack of respect, the lack of reverence that I feel most modern day Christians have for the name of the Lord. And you're like, well, I don't disrespect it. I don't take his name in vain. Well, listen, you, you got to realize that God's name is absolutely holy. And, and you know, uh, in studying some things, I mean, the, the, the Jewish people in, in past generations, and even now, each time they would write the name of the Lord, they would get a, new, a brand new pen or, or writing utensil each time. They would use the same pen two times in a row because, well, that one may, you know, that already been used once. We've got to give God the best. They'd get a new one. They would change clothing before they wrote his name again. They took it that, and, and, and Jewish people, they won't even fully write the name of God and it's because they don't want to possibly even mess it up somehow. Or even worse, they would, they're afraid, well, I, I could write it down the right way. But if somebody comes by later on and, and messes up this, this manuscript, somebody else comes by and defaces the name of God. I mean, that's going to absolutely 
dishonor God and bring about an absolute curse upon this person's life. The name of the Lord is holy. And we don't fully get that in 2018 in the United States. We don't get it because we just toss it around like it's a good luck charm sometimes. I was with a, a well-known pastor's daughter a, a while back. We were, her and my wife and some others, we were hanging out. And this girl, I mean, I respect her dad, I mean, big time. But about every other sentence was, oh, my God. I'm like... I was taught that you don't do that because you're just throwing God's name out because, oh, my God, new shoes. Oh, my God, those tacos were delicious. Oh, my God. And you're, like, you're just going to throw the name of God out there and, and bring it down to such a level of, I mean, whoa, I love you, but I don't want involved with that. I mean, you, that is a disrespect for the name of God. That you, you don't just throw his name out there any old way like that. That's wrong. I was taught you don't do that. You don't just throw God's name out there with 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 with, with, with common level things. That's it's wrong. It's disrespectful. Here we've gone from, you know, people that truly knew the name of God where they wouldn't even write the name twice in a row with the same writing utensil to people now that that, you know, play, they love the Lord. I know they love the Lord, but they don't really reverence his name. They don't respect it, or they wouldn't just toss it around like that. The name of God is holy, and it's to be honored. And you wonder why, you know, there's just things aren't working in your life. Well, you need to reverence the name of God even in our modern day, even in our modern age. I would never, I would rather take a bullet than not capitalize the name of God. I, I would, I'd rather die than disrespect the name of God. I, I, seri- I mean that with all my heart. And I was watching a video the other day on YouTube, uh, a video, me, me and the boys, we like to watch different, they like to watch the crucifixion from different, you know, uh, Bible things on there. And it's cool. We like it. But they were, they were typing out different stuff on this video and they did not capitalize the name of Jesus. I mean, I dove for the remote. Get it off the TV! Oh! You know, and you're like, you're, yeah, man, I don't care how good the rest of that video, if you don't capitalize even the name of Jesus, Man, you don't reverence the name of God. Listen, it's a serious thing. And so I don't care. I mean, I, you know, even if, if I'm, this may sound silly to you, but even if I'm, you know how you're, you're searching for something on Google and it gives you, you know, a bunch of options. If, it, if the option for what I'm searching for does not capitalize the name of God or Jesus or Christ or Lord, like I'll just, I, I'll take the extra four seconds to type the whole rest of what I was thinking myself because I going to disrespect the name of the Lord. It's, I mean, it's a serious thing. And so let me show you something here. We're going to go Old Testament for a few. I'm going to try to cover some stuff tonight. So keep up with me. And maybe I'm being too ambitious. Exodus chapter 20 and verse 7. Exodus chapter 20 and verse 7. But who thinks that it's, it's about time that even as a 2018 Christian, you start to have a little respect for the name of God. Yeah? Who thinks that you shouldn't go around saying, oh my God, oh God, OMG. Man, don't do that. Don't do that. You're, you need to, you're better than that, man. Look at this. Exodus chapter 20 and verse 7. And this is the Ten Commandments. Exodus chapter 20 and verse 7. But you need to realize that this is serious business. We're not playing around. Even if it's Old Testament, we're not playing around. Exodus chapter 20, verse 7. It says, you must not misuse the name of the Lord your God. The Lord will not let you go unpunished if you misuse his name. 
Now, that's a serious thing. This is, this is part of the Ten Commandments, and I realize we're in the New Testament and, and live in grace. I get all that, but I still think it's a pretty wise idea to not misuse the name of the Lord my God. I'm glad one of you does, too. But I think, I think that it's a pretty good idea to not go around misusing the name of the Lord our God. Because if he took it so serious back then to say, hey, I will not let that go unpunished if somebody misuses the name. I think even now we should respect it. And so you need to just look at that in your life. Do you go around saying, oh, my God, that's wrong. That's not. I mean, unless you're really praying to God, you don't just go around saying, dear God, what's wrong with that guy? That You're not praying. You're just throwing his name out there. And that's wrong. We've all been guilty. I've been guilty of that. But we need to examine how we are treating the name of the Lord, our God. And um and, I, and I, I want to give credit to Lemuel on this. This is on his website, but uh, you, could, you should go to Lemuel's website, by the way, LemuelBaker.com. He's got some great articles. He's even got a video for that. But, uh, but I, I'm, I got this from him, um, him teaching on the name of the Lord. But Orthodox Jews never say or use the personal name of God to risk violating the third commandment. To address God, the word Hashem is used in conversation and Adonai is used in prayer. But they, they, they don't want to risk violating and misusing the name of the Lord God. And I'm going to show you what God said to Moses in Exodus chapter 3. Hang with me now. I'm getting somewhere. I'm, I'm getting somewhere. Exodus chapter 3. Look at verses 13 through 15 of when God appeared to Moses and said, hey, you need to go and handle business with Pharaoh. You need to go out there and tell him, let my people go. <laughs> Exodus chapter 3, verses 13 through 15. So God's telling him, you know, hey, you're the chosen one. You're, this, is, this is what I need you to do. So Exodus chapter 3, verses 13 through 15, check this out because there's something key in here that you got to see. You got to see this. Chapter, uh, chapter 3, verse 13. So God's telling them, You need to go. Tell the people of Israel that you're going to deliver them. But Moses protested, If I go to the people of Israel and tell them the God of your ancestors has sent me to you, they're going to ask me, Well, what's his name? Then what should I tell them? God replied to Moses, I am who I am. Say this to the people of Israel. I am has sent me to you. Now, that's a big deal because that encompasses pretty much everything. You're like, well, what, what is God? He am. He am what? He am everything, man. He's everything. He's the creator. He's the savior. He's the deliverer. He's the provider. He's everything. Well, 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 who's given you the authority to talk like that? I am. What? Who, get, who said you could? I am said I could do that. What do you mean? You say that to somebody. That's going to trip them out. Who sent you? I am. What? What are you talking about? Well, he said, you tell them when they ask, who sent you? Who's your God? I am. That's who sent me. And so check this out. Check this out. Uh, verse 15. God also said to Moses, say this to the people of Israel. Yahweh, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my eternal name, my name to remember for all generations. Now, God right here refers to himself. As Yahweh, who's ever heard of that name, Yahweh? Now, the funny thing is, is that we put some vowels in there because there's really no vowels in the spelling of this. You can't 
fully actually pronounce the name of God because it's the, it, I mean, it, it's the name that, uh, that's incomprehensible above every other name. And so the Jewish spelling of this is Y-H-V-H, or it would be in the, in the Hebrew letters, Yod-Heh-Vav-Heh. Hopefully I did that right, Lemuel. <laughs> Yahweh, and, and and but when you spell that out in English, Y H V, how would you pronounce that? Give, why we can't actually pronounce that, and so you know we we put some uh, some vowels in there, and we come up with Yahweh, and it's often referred to as the unutterable name or the distinctive name. You can't even; it's so holy that you can't even fully say it right, and you're going to go out there. Oh, my God. Oh, Lord. You're going to go out there just disrespecting his name like that? No. We've got to have some reverence. We've got to have some respect for the name of God. And I think part of the problem is in Western culture, we don't put a lot of thought into our names. I mean, some of us, you know, some Christians do. But a lot of the time, I remember in high school, every girl. I knew, wanted to come up with the most unique name they could come up with. So every girl I knew, yes, when I get married and I have kids, we're going to name him Tater Totter. And we're going to, and, and like every girl I knew had just the most bizarre, because they wanted to have something, a unique hip. And I'm like, that is messed up. That kid's going to get punked from the day he walks into preschool. Tater totter. Well, I mean, they every every girl, 100% of the girls I knew wanted to come up with a unique, strange name because you know, it, it just they don't think about names, what the meanings are. Tate, you're calling your kid a potato chip. What I mean, whatever it is. And I, I'm saying that name because I really knew a girl that wanted to name her kid Tater or something like that. But anyway, but I mean, in Western culture, we don't seem. I think part of our hurdle in realizing the respect we should have for the name of God is because we just. Think a name sounds cool, so we just, or it's popular or whatever, so we just toss names out there and don't even think about their meaning. But I look at the Native American cultures. A lot of them, a lot of the, I think the Cherokee and the Sioux Nation, that they wouldn't actually give the son a name until he grew up a little bit and they knew what his nature was going to be. What his nature, and they're like, oh, we'll name you Bold Bear because you're bold. You know what I mean? And that's not a joke. They waited to see, you know, what what name actually, it meant something. They didn't say, well, Jimmy, we'll just call you Jimmy because it's a, it's a popular name right now. They actually had a value in the meaning of names. Does that make sense? And so a hurdle, I think, for a lot of us in the modern day is we, we don't think about the meaning and we don't, none of that, but God's name is all powerful, all encompassing. It, it's everything. The name of the Lord is huge. I am everything that you could ever possibly need. That's what God is. Do you need peace in your life? Anyone? Okay. I know I do. Well, guess what? I am peace, he says to you. Do you need joy? Do you, do, you, do you ever need joy? Well, God says, hey, good news for you, I am joy. Do you need salvation so you don't burn in hell someday? Guess what? He's saying, I am salvation. Do you need healing? I am your healer. Do you need deliverance? I am your deliverer. Do you need whatever you need? I am that, and I will be that to you if you'll receive me. That, that, do you realize how powerful that is? That's the name of the Lord that is available to you. And yet we just don't ever stop to think about it. When we say the name of God, when we come to the Father in Jesus' name, you are literally 
thing name that is above all names. I don't, I've got a lot of friends. I don't know anybody whose name carries as much weight as the name of the Lord Jesus. Now, there's a lot of people in this world, their names carry some weight. You could go in and, and you know, maybe try to get into to a, uh, some fancy place and like, who are you? Oh, uh, I know Mr. And you name the person's name. Oh, okay. You, you're friends with him? Come on in because his name actually means something, right? But you have in your access, you have within you, you have the right to use the name above every other name. And some of us don't even take advantage of it. We don't barely even talk to him. Come on. This is a real thing, man. We've got to reverence the name of God. It's the name above all names. And he has given you the right to use his name. You need to know not only the importance of a name, but the importance of the name. The name of Jesus, the name of the Lord our God. And the second thing is this. Number one, you need to reverence the name. Number two, you need to realize the power in the name of Jesus. You need to realize the power that is in that name. I want to show you something in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 10. Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 10. But I'm telling you right now, man, there's no other name by which men can be saved. Do you realize that the name of Jesus can absolutely change a person from death unto life. Somebody that was five minutes ago destined for hell, they called upon the name of the Lord, and now they have an eternity in heaven awaiting them. Can you do that in the name of Dave? Can you do that in the name of Jim? Bob, Austin, uh, Melinda, you can't, no, our names don't mean anything like that. But the name of Jesus, it healed me of cancer. It's done, oh my gosh, it's the name above every other name. And we sit here and say, amen, I know there's power in the name, I know it. But you have got to get the revelation, not in your head, okay? I say this sometimes, but it's not enough to just simply acknowledge that fact in your mind. You've got to get the revelation in your heart. There's a lot of people that in their head will say, I believe in a God. That isn't, that's not enough to go to heaven. You've got to receive the revelation in your heart and receive that. Do you understand that? That it's not enough to just acknowledge that God's name is all-powerful. You need to get the revelation in your heart. And that's when something's going to happen for you. But Proverbs 18, verse 10, it says, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. That verse means so much to me. I remember right after September 11th, I, 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 I read that verse and I was like, man, the name, you know, the, these towers that the whole world saw as impenetrable that, I mean, look what our money can do. They, they came crumbling down in the saddest day ever. But right here, Lord, that's a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. Well, what does this word tower mean? It means lifted high and out of reach. So the name of the Lord is a strong tower. When the righteous run to it, they are safe. When I run, I cling to the name of the Lord. He lifts me out of reach. And high above the enemy, he lifts me out of reach from my problems. He lifts me high and above and out of reach of the enemy trying to get to me. And I love in Psalm 27, David's writing, and he says, you placed me out of reach of mine. You set me up on a high rock so my enemies can't even reach me. And I'm like, there it is right there. Isn't it great that we all know, hey, 
There's a devil. Who knows there's a devil out there? If you're a Christian for very long, you're going to run into him, right? The only way that you're not going to run into the devil is if you're both headed the same direction. Some people are like, I never have any problems. My life's going, you're he- well, because you guys, you're, go- you're both going the same way. So, of course, he doesn't care about you. You're not causing him any trouble at all. But if you're a threat to the devil, you're going opposite ways. And there's going to be a clash, man. There's going to be something happen right there. And so, listen, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. Have you ran to the tower? Have you ran to the name of the Lord tonight? I've ran to, I've ran to that tower. I live in that tower, and I am not coming out for you. I'm not coming out for nobody. I am staying in the tower. Now, let me show you very interesting what Jesus said in John chapter 17. Look at this. John chapter 17. You have got to see this. John 17. This is the prayer of Jesus, and one of the most beautiful chapters that I, I feel in all of Scripture. You really see the heart of Jesus right here. But here's Jesus praying for his disciples and praying for he said not only the 12 that are here with me he said this prayer lord is for all who will ever believe in my name and so this prayer is for me and for you but john chapter 17 look what jesus says right here john chapter 17 verse 12 he's praying to god he says while i was with them in the world i kept them in your name Those whom you gave me I have kept, and none of them is lost except the son of perdition, that the scripture might be fulfilled. Well, listen, Jesus said, I kept these, the ones you gave me, I kept them in the tower while I was here. Except for the one headed for destruction, that was Judas. But what is the name of the Lord? It's a strong tower. Jesus said, I kept them in the name of you, Lord. He said, I have kept them in the tower. Isn't that incredible? That right there, if you are in the name of the Lord, you are in that strong tower. And there may be an enemy out there firing and swinging and giving everything you got. But you just look down and wave, hey, can't reach me. I'm I'm at the top of the tower, man. What are you doing? You're wasting your time. But listen, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and are safe. And so I think that I want to live in this tower. I am staying in the name of the Lord. I'm staying in the tower. Is anybody with me tonight? Amen. And so you got to fully comprehend what it means in the name of Jesus. Frank gave a testimony a little bit ago about almost being in a car wreck and calling on the name of the Lord. Well, there's a story that I don't know why, but we need to share this one more. Katie and I, uh, 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 one of the most amazing testimonies of our life. I have no, we need to share this more. Most of you probably haven't even heard this story. But when Katie was 17, uh, she, it was like her last week of school, I think. But she was driving to work one morning into town. You know, she, she grew up way out in the country. So did I. But she was out in the country. She's driving to work one morning. And there's this train track out there uh, where, where we lived. And uh, the sun was coming up right over this hill. There's no stopping arm to come down and, and block you from the train. And, and sometimes way out in the country, they don't, they don't have that. You know, they just didn't take the time to put it in. And so there's a stop sign. And sometimes the red lights would come on. Sometimes they wouldn't. Well, this morning, the red lights did not come on. 
And there's no stopping bar. Katie's driving into work. The sun is rising right in her eyes. And a train is barreling full speed ahead. Katie did not see the train. And and it had been raining and stuff. So the pavement's wet until about 20 feet before it. She ran right into the side of a moving train. Flipped her car. She hit it again. And it threw her off into this ditch. And I mean, I, back then, nobody, you know, we didn't have these smartphones with cameras or else we would have had a million pictures of it. I don't have a picture of the car, but I did go and see it later. And it looked like you took up and threw it. And so she hits this train. And, and, and but right before she slides in the train, she saw it was coming. She called on the name of the Lord. She said, praise Jesus. That's what she said. Praise Jesus. And she, I mean, her car was crumpled up like this. She didn't have a scratch on her. Nothing. Nothing at all. I mean, and there's been a lot of people that have died right at that same spot. They need, they need to install an arm. I think they have by now. That was many years ago now. But she ran right into the side of a moving train. That's, and, and the name of the Lord is a strong tower. When you're living in the tower, even if you accidentally run into the side of a train, the righteous run into him and are safe. And it was crazy because the guy driving the train, it was his first day driving on his own. A bad day. That's a pretty rough start to your day right there, to your career. And then we had, um, I say this respectfully, don't, don't be a sissy, take this the wrong way, but we didn't have a lot of Hispanics in Indiana, but there was a landscaping crew behind her, and there was this Hispanic guy that he comes running out, and, and he didn't speak much English, but he was like, it was Jesus. Jesus saved you. And she's, you know, laying in the ditch and, and all this in the mud. And, and this little Mexican guy comes on. He's like, Jesus just saved your life. You praise Jesus right now. And she's like, I am. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. But, but she called on the name of the Lord. And, and I mean, God absolutely saved her life. Because that's the power in the name of Jesus. And she's not one that goes around when she gets mad. Throwing his name. Oh, my Jesus. If you say that, man, don't say that in front of me. I'm a very loving man. Don't say that in front of me or my children, or I'm going to have Donnie come and explain to you why you don't do that. Amen? Right, Donnie? Um, you take care of my rough stuff. Right? So, but I want to show you something here, because I, my belief is that most of us don't fully comprehend the power. There's no way we do, because even the disciples didn't. Look at Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. You've got to see this. Luke chapter 10. Verses 17 through 19. So when, when Katie hit the train, I was at my, uh, I don't like to brag, but I've always been fortunate with jobs. And I, I was frying chicken at the time at a restaurant. I fried chicken for, yeah, $5 an hour. It was great. And uh, actually, when she called, I was marinating some gizzards because we, we eat gizzards in Indiana. We're weird. But I was eating, you know, I was marin- and so my boss is like, hey, I think your girl on the phone. I'm like, okay. So I thought she called me and she said she hit a tree. I thought she said she hit a tree. And, uh, and so I was like, oh, that, that's too bad. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I was like, okay, bye. And, but then I'm like, wait a minute. Did she say tree or train? And so I called her back. Did you say tree or train? She's like, I hit a train. A T-R-A. I'm like, what? You hit a train? She's like, yeah, I'm fine. And I've said, what are, well, how did that happen? And so anyway, I told my boss, I was like, I've got to go. This sounds, something bad happened. And so I got into my car. I had a, I, I also like to brag about, I've been blessed. I had a vet. A 1980 Chevette. 1980 Chevette. Not a Corvette. 
<laughs> it wasn't a Corvette. It was a Chevette. So I get into my Chevette. Now, it operated on about three cylinders most of the time, but I put it in drive, and it went to zero to 60 in about 60 minutes. So I, I punch it, man, and I'm going through these backcountry roads. Like, I, I passed two semis at once in no passing zone. So I don't but I've got to get the love of my life, got hit by a train. And so I'm passing, and, like, Chevette is back. It sounded like a boom, boom, boom. It sounded like a shotgun. I mean, I, would have, I thought there was a terrorist attack, but it was my... And so I'm driving around. I get there, and she's, like, sitting on the couch with her mom. And I'm, what? But I'm telling you, it's the name of the Lord. Jesus spared her life. So Luke chapter 10, verses 17 through 19. When the 72 disciples returned, they joyfully reported to him, Lord, even the demons obey us when we use your name. Do you realize that even demons have to obey you. Even the devil himself has to obey you when you use the name of Jesus and you really believe the name of Jesus. Okay? This isn't one of those, dear God, devil, leave me alone. Oh, that doesn't work. Dear Jesus, well, leave me alone. Quit picking on me. I'm talking about when you realize the power, when you reverence the name of God and you use the name of Jesus, even the demons have to obey. And so these 72 of them right here, they said, even the, even the demons obey us. And Jesus was like, are you serious? I didn't really think it would work. No, he wasn't surprised at all. He expected his name to work. Yes, he told them, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Look, I've given you authority over all the power of the enemy. And you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. Nothing will injure you. He's talking about when you use his name. He said, I've given you authority in my name over all the power of the enemy. Snakes and nothing. If you're using my name. This is incredible. Now, do you think that this is I, I, I was excited when I studied it. Some of you don't seem too excited. But I'm talking about Jesus said, you can use my name. That's exciting right there. That he has given us the right to use his name. And one thing that you've got to realize, Kenneth Copeland on this, he said, you that his name will do Anything that he can do. Whoa. His name can do anything that he can do. And you have access to that name. Let me show you a story here. Acts chapter 3. Let's look at Acts chapter 3. This is the story of Peter and John going to the temple. Jesus was not there. He is already at this point ascended into heaven and is sitting at the right hand of God. Peter and John are going to the temple for the daily prayer meeting. And you think it's a hassle to come once a week at 5 o'clock to pray. 30 minutes. But they went every day. They're going to the, for, the, for, the, for the prayer meeting. And so they, they're, they're going to the temple. And there's a beggar there. He's crippled. He can't walk. And, he's, and he's, he has a cup. He's there every day. Alms. 
alms, and he's begging for money. Hey, can you help me out with some change? Whatever it is, he's got his cup, and he's used to getting handouts. That's how he's lived his life. And, I mean, you can't blame him. He's crippled. It's, it's pretty hard to, to hold down work like that. And there was definitely, you know, they didn't have the, the system that we have today. And so, look at this. Look what they say to this man. Look at this. You, you've got to see this. Please look. Acts chapter 3, verses 4 through 8. Peter and John looked at him intently, and Peter said, look at us. The lame man looked at them eagerly, expecting some money. They're like, oh, okay, he's going to give us something. All right. But Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you, but I'll give you what I do have. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarener of Nazareth, get up and walk. Then Peter took the lame man by the right hand and helped him up. And as he did, the man's feet and ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. He jumped up, stood on his feet and began to walk. Then walking and leaping and praising God, he went to the temple with them. That is incredible. What did Peter do? What was he used the name of Jesus? Was Jesus physically there right then? No. Did you ever see Jesus heal crippled people when he was on the earth, though? Yeah, he healed some crippled people several times. But right here, all it took was his name. And his name did the exact same thing that he did when he was on the earth. Now, it's 2018. Okay, this isn't 35 AD, 33 AD, whatever. Listen, this is 2018. Do you think that somehow... His name, would that, if you used that in faith, really, and you really believed it, could that type of thing happen for you in 2018? Okay. So could, could a lot of the things you saw Jesus do when he brought peace and joy to people's lives that were depressed, could his name still do that in 2018? Could his name still raise the dead? Could his name still heal the sick, heal the blind? Could his name still deliver people out of the kingdom of darkness and send them on their way to heaven. Why is that? Because Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever, according to Hebrews 13.8. And so if his name could do the same thing that day that he did when he was on the earth, could it get you out of your trouble right now? Could it get you out of that pit that you're in right now? Could the name of Jesus pull you out of the pit that you are in right now? It could. If you'd reverence it, and if you'd really realize the power that's in it, if you truly have faith in the name of Jesus, it can do anything. Absolutely anything that Jesus himself can do, his name can do. This is a big deal. Now, I was reading this story in a Christian magazine just yesterday. I was reading this story about this little girl was praying with her parents at bedtime, her mom, and her parents had been super stressed out because they were going through a bad financial spot, and so the mom's like, okay, let's get her to bed, then I got to go figure out the bills, and so she's praying with the little girl, and she's like, honey, pray for anything you want, says, in Jesus' name, I will see a frog tonight, amen, and the mom's like, that's what you want to pray for? And she's like, yep, in Jesus' name, I'm going to see a frog tonight. Before the night's over, I'm going to see a frog. In Jesus' name, amen. And she goes to sleep, and the mom's like, she starts talking to the daughter before she goes to sleep, and like, okay, I just want you to know that if you don't see a frog, Jesus still loves you. That doesn't mean he's not real, because the mom absolutely believed that she would not see a frog by the end of the night. 
So she's trying to explain to her that when the prayer doesn't get answered, you know, don't, don't quit your belief in God. He's still real, but he just, you know. But the little girl was convinced, no, I'm, I know Jesus loves me, but I'm going to see a frog tonight. Okay. And the mom, she goes downstairs and she's like, I have a frog all year around here. This is, and so she goes out to, the, she's going to take some laundry out to the garage. And the dog comes barreling out the door, barking his head off. There's a giant bullfrog right in front of the washer when she opens up the garage. And she's like, oh, my gosh. And so she gets her daughter, brings her daughter down. The little girl picks up the frog. She's like, oh, thank you. Pats it on the head. Goes back up and goes to sleep. Like, no big deal. The mom's like, what? Jesus answered your prayer. She's like, I knew he would. I used the name of Jesus. Hello. And I just goes back to sleep. Like, what, what if we had faith like that? What if we weren't absolutely floored if got answered and you were shocked we had to pick you up off the floor because you were that shocked that the name of jesus actually works you should not be that floored when your prayers get answered and like oh my gosh it worked oh dude wow you should not be that floored and that shocked and that surprised you should be like that little girl hello i use the name of jesus we're in the rockies come on you know hello so anyway you need to know what the name of jesus you need to realize the power that's in his name. Can I get an amen tonight on that? Amen. So the last thing I'm going to say tonight is this. The third R is you better refer to the name of God. And I'm talking about use it. You need to reverence it. You need to realize the power in his name and you better refer to it. And I mean, use his name. Let me ask you this. If a billionaire, I'm, not, I'm talking about a billionaire, so pick your favorite billionaire. I don't, I don't like a lot of billionaires, but just, you know, uh, Bill Gates comes up to you and he's like, listen, I've got this debit card for a bank account that I've set up. There is unlimited money in this. Use it for whatever you want. It's yours. I mean, I see your faces right now. You're like, oh my gosh, that would be so nice. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice if, if somebody, and you know, he's not, I mean, he's not just you know, playing around. He's got the resources to back this up. This isn't like just somebody walking down the street. This, this is Bill Gates. You realize, I mean, he's worth like 70 billion or something. You realize that he's got the goods to back up this promise. He says, this is yours. It's for you. Use it for whatever you want. Don't worry about running out. There's plenty, whatever you need is in there. Just use it. I can imagine if that happened to some of us, we'd be doing cartwheels and flips. Oh, my gosh. Now, if that happened to you, I know what I would do. I'd take my debit card and I'd cut it to pieces and never think about it again. I'd use his stuff. It's a lot better than mine. Would you, if you had access to that card, would you still be going out trying to use your bank account, your resources? Or would you tap into the unlimited supply and never think about your measly little account again? I mean, I'm, no, we're, we're faith people. In the Jesus name, we're blessed. But I'm just saying, I, would you? I would never rely on my goods ever again. I would rely on the big guy's goods. Now, how come Jesus said you can use my name, and I've given you authority over all the works of the enemy? Just use my name. How come you're not excited about that? How come you don't even do that? How come you let the devil beat you up in your life and don't even use? the name. Don't even refer. Don't even take advantage of what 
has been presented and given to you. And let me tell you, there's unlimited resources there. God does not run out of money, out of healing, out of peace, out of joy, out of love, out of deliverance. It's unlimited. It's all there, and you have direct access to that account. You just got to use the name, man. You just got to know the pen. The pen is Lord pen is Jesus. That's the name above all names. That's the access to the unlimited resources of heaven is using the name of Jesus. And you've got access to it. You just have to really believe it. You just have to truly trust in that name. And I'm telling you, it could change everything in your life. I have no idea why you're still relying on you. I have no idea why you're still trying to figure it out in your own intellect, in your own understanding. How's that working out for you? Not so good, is it? How's that working out for you when you're trying to handle all your problems on your own and you're still in the same mess you were in last year at this time? Five years ago at this time. You're still dealing with the same thing that you were dealing with ten years ago right now, but you don't have to be. If you'd quit relying on your resources, your own understanding, if you would trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him, he would direct your paths. But instead, you're directing your path. And you don't see the problem here? That's a big problem. Because when you direct your path, you crash. When he's directing your path, it says the steps of a man are ordered of the Lord. When you're letting him be in charge and call the shots, it turns out a whole lot better. Amen? So, all right, I've got two more references. Can we go there? We good? All right, hang with me. John 14, let's go, let's go. John 14, verses 13 and 14. You need to use, who thinks that you could start using the name of Jesus in the good way? Not saying OMG to your little buddies on Instagram. I'm talking about using the name of Jesus in a good way. Who thinks you could start doing that some more and with faith that it would change your life? Some things may start actually working for you. So John chapter 14, verses 13 and 14. Again, Jesus is talking about my name. He says this, verse 13. You can ask for anything in my name and I will do it. So that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. That's a very big statement to make. But i got to believe Jesus. He's never been wrong. Now, again, there's been times that I've asked for stuff and didn't get it. And it's either because I asked for something that was probably stupid and not in line with God's will. Because you got to ask according to His will, right? And also, uh, because there's that I've asked and didn't truly believe. I just like, well, Lord, I mean, and just thrown out there. But listen, it's also been times when I've asked, and God's been having the answer to me, and I've just screwed it up somehow by doing something dumb. I've, I believe that I've, I'm not talking for you, I'm talking for me. I believe that I've done a lot of stupid things that have sometimes uh, nulled the prayers that I've prayed. Amen? Because sometimes, listen, you sow seeds to get a crop, right? Well, a lot of, you got to realize that our words are powerful. So a lot of times, you prayed and you've planted the seed and then you go out and dig it up the very next day and then you go and pray again so the seed's planted again it's hard to grow something when you keep digging your seed up every day it's hard and a lot of us with just simply our words and our actions we're like how come due season hasn't come yet because galatians 6 says you shall reap in due season if you faint not well how come due season hasn't come 
Because you dig up the seeds every day. You pray one day, then the next day you go and curse somebody. You go cuss somebody out. You go call somebody names. You go out there and say, I don't know if it's going to work for me. You go out there and dig up your seeds every day. Then you replant it the next day, but then you dig it up again, and you wonder why due season never comes. Give it some time. Plant the seeds, shut your mouth, and stand back. Give it some time. Give the seed some time to grow. It takes a minute for the seed to actually grow. But quit digging up your seed and then wondering why you never have any harvest in your life. You've got to quit digging it up. So Jesus said, you can ask for anything in my name and I will do it. Is it so you'll look super cool and flashy? No. It's so he can bring glory to the Father. Because when his name works, when you, when you use his name and you have miracles happen, it makes him look really, really good. Really That's reverencing the name of the Lord. And the final thing tonight is this, Mark 16, verses 17 through 18. Right right before Jesus ascends to heaven, he says this, Mark 16, verses 17 through 18. And Jesus, again, he tells you so many times, just use my name, use my name. He's, He's practically begging you. Please use my name. Use my name. And so you don't have to feel guilty using the name of Jesus like, well, I don't know if he really wants me to. He told you a dozen times in the New Testament, use my name. Use it. So here's another example. Look at this. Mark 16, verses 17 through 18. Before Jesus goes up to heaven, he says, And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. Talking about in his name, they will speak with new tongues. In his name, this is all under the heading of his name. They will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. This is all in his name. That's a lot of stuff that his name can do just right there. That short little reading. In his name. And so I'm trying to get us tonight, we tried to tackle a huge topic, I hope that we've handled it, but you need to start realizing and reverencing and using the name of Jesus in your life. A few days ago, somebody here at church manages a business and they had some really crazy things happen in their business. Like, I mean, I, I, I won't get into the details, but all kinds of book problems and, and I'm they could, they could have got sued extremely badly from what I understand. And so they said, can you come and pray over the business? And I'm like, hey, yes, I would love to. So go out there and um, I get there. I don't know how many acres that place is. Probably about as big as 13. I'm going to say 10 acres or more. And so I get out there with, and I just, I bring a bottle of anointing oil. And so I just, I just start walking around that property praying in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. And actually I sat down and I read Luke chapter 10 out loud uh, to the property. And you know, like you read to property. Hey, I read, I read the Bible to anything, man. I'll read to a brick wall if I feel like it. It's, it's the Bible. And so, um, you know, I'm saying, Look, Jesus, you said right here that we have authority over all the works of the enemy. And so, man, I lathered myself up with anointing oil. And I'm like, well, let's go. And so I was talking to the manager's husband on Saturday. And he's like, I don't know what you did out there. But he told me, and I need to talk to the person to confirm this even further. But he's like, I don't know what you did out there. But everything is falling into the mistakes that they thought were making that they thought could absolutely really cause a lot of damage. They found out that, no, there was there was a... And anyway, the whole situation, from what I understand, completely turned around. He's like, what did you do? I'm like, 
I didn't do nothing. I just went out there and prayed in the name of Jesus. But don't, I, didn't, I did what anybody could have done. I just prayed the name of Jesus. But the difference is I actually expected something to happen. I don't use the name of Jesus as a good luck charm and say, well, we tried everything else. Let's just throw Jesus, 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 listen to the name of Jesus. No. When we use the name of Jesus, we mean business. And so, absolutely, the name of Jesus, it'll turn your life around. If you are in the pits right now, man, if you are in the dungeon, if you are absolutely at rock bottom, guess what? Jesus is the rock of my salvation. He's the name of all names. If you'll call on his name, he will pull you out of that pit and bring you up to the tower. How would you like to go from the basement to the top of the tower? To go from the pit to the tower, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. He will lift you out of reach of your enemies. The righteous run to it and they are safe. Amen? Let's stand up together tonight. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information, visit hdwc.org.